We'd like to thank Montecito Bank and Trust for their generous support in making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. I'm so glad you're back for an episode of Scam Squad. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, I know I've talked about the social security scam before, in fact, maybe a couple of times, but I really need to talk about it again because I have some new details about how this scam actually unfolds. This information comes from two different people, both of whom lost money to this scam. One person was a college student and another one was a senior citizen. Yeah, we have to remember it's not just seniors who can be taken in by these con artists, but young people as well. That's right. These crooks are very, very good at what they do. They're really professionals. Now, the thing that's alarming is that I got these phone calls within two days of each other. So once again, I think we really have to talk about this. The first call was from a retired person, a senior. She got a message on her voicemail telling her that her social security number had been compromised in some fashion and that she should definitely return the call. So she just ignored this at first, but the call came again, supposedly from a social security agent who identified himself. He gave his badge number, so she answered the phone thinking it was legit. And the man on the phone said he was from social security, and he told her that her social security was in jeopardy because her number, her social security number, had been found in a car in Texas along with some drugs. And he also told her there was some blood in the car. Wow, I can see why she'd be alarmed by that. Did he give her any more information about the owner of the car? Any explanation for what might have been going on? No, that's pretty much all he told her. But he indicated that some bad people might have gotten a hold of her social security number and that they might be able to use that number to access her bank account. Ooh, This is one of those red flags you keep telling us about. He was playing on her fears, and I'm sure telling her that she needed to act quickly to protect her money. Well, that's exactly what he did. And he told her that the way to keep her money safe was to quickly take it out of her bank, buy gift cards. In this case, he wanted Google gift cards. And send the cards to him or simply give him the numbers on the back of the cards over the phone. So here we have another red flag telling the victim to buy gift cards. Yes, and again, she needed to hurry. He told her to go right down to the store and get these cards. So she explained to him that she didn't have a car. She used the bus. And Patty, here's where it gets really interesting. The crook told her, don't worry. We will send a cab to pick you up and take you to your bank. That is so creepy. Do you think he might have had someone working with him here in Santa Barbara? Did a cab actually show up? Well, at this point, our victim was thinking things were sounding a bit suspicious, and she started to have some doubts. But a little bit later, she heard a horn honking in front of her home. Now, the vehicle kept honking, so she finally went out to see what it was, And when she got outside, she saw a green van driving away. Some workers who were repairing the street by her home said that this driver had waited for a while, kept honking, and then drove off. So she assumed 
this was the cap. It's amazing how determined these crooks were to get the money, but thank goodness she didn't get in a van with whoever it was. What happened next? Well, the scammer called her back telling her she'd missed her ride and she admitted that she had missed the van. So he convinced her that she needed to act quickly. She caught a bus. She went to her bank. She took all of her money out. Patty, this was her life savings. And she put it on gift cards and gave the crook the numbers. Wow, that just brings tears to my eyes. That is so sad. What did the scammer tell her he was going to do to keep her money safe? Well, he told her he was going to put it in some kind of a, quote, safe account with the Social Security Administration until all the problems with her account were cleared up. Again, this is just so sad, but it shows you how persuasive these scammers are. Did something similar happen to the college student? Yes. She got a similar phone call from someone claiming to be from Social Security and telling her that her card had been compromised. Now, this person once again claimed to be a Social Security agent and gave her his badge number. He told her that her card had been connected to a number of crimes, and he instructed her to get a pen and a piece of paper and write down all the possible charges that could be brought against her. They included narcotics, money laundering, selling drugs, and other things. He told her that four different government agencies were investigating these crimes and that she could be in serious trouble. He also told her that 25 different bank accounts had been opened in her name. Did anything about this sound suspicious to her? Well, it did, but here's the problem. Her identity had been stolen a couple of years ago, so it made sense to her that somebody was actually using her social security number. Did she say this to the scammer on the phone? Yes, unfortunately she did. So, of course, they used this against her, telling her, yes, that's probably exactly what happened. And the scammer told her that she was going to be charged with all of these crimes and possibly go to jail. But there was another way to handle this situation. And what was that? He told her she could work out a deal with her local police and that they would be calling her soon to explain what that option was. And did she then get a call from what she probably thought was the local police? Well, she got a call from a phone number that was the same as the Santa Barbara Police Department phone number. And we know that scammers can spoof phone calls, so this, of course, is what was happening. The person on the phone claimed to be a police officer, and he also told her to write everything down that she needed to do. He told her to go to her bank, take out her money, get Google Pay cards, and either send the cards to the Social Security agent or read off the numbers. So this was exactly like what happened to our senior. Oh, and did she follow those instructions? Well, unfortunately, she did. And to be sure that she was going to follow these instructions, they kept her on the phone the whole time while she was going to the bank and while she was getting the cards. And they even told her where to go get the cards. So all in all, she was on the phone with these scammers for four hours. And to make matters worse, Patty, she missed some of her classes because they convinced her that this was more important than going to class. Oh. Did they tell her what they were going to do with the money? Yes, they said they were going to put it in something they called a safe wallet. Unfortunately, the money they got from her was part of a grant that she had to pay for her college. 
Oh my goodness, this just keeps getting sadder and sadder. What advice do you have for people who get one of these phone calls? Well, first of all, you have to understand that the Social Security Administration is not going to call you. If there is any problem with your Social Security, they'll send you a letter. And Patty, to be honest, I can't even think of a situation where this might happen. Your Social Security is very safe. So my advice, as always, if you get one of these calls, just hang up. Do not talk to these folks, however convincing they might sound. You've recommended before that people get caller ID and voicemail, and if you don't recognize the number or the name, don't pick up the phone. People that need to get a hold of you for legitimate reasons will leave a message. That's right, and if one of these scammers does leave a message, don't return the call. And one other thing I want to mention, victims are often so embarrassed and humiliated that they fell for the scam that they don't want to admit to anybody that it happened. And I always tell them, please don't be embarrassed. These scammers are professional. This is what they do for a living. And a lot of very smart people have been fooled. So it's important to report scams so that the rest of us are aware of what's going on and won't also be fooled. And Patty, one more thing I wanted to mention. I just recently got a report from the Federal Trade Commission and here's the headline, Growing Wave of Social Security Imposters Overtakes IRS Scam. We know how prevalent the IRS scam was. Apparently now this social security scam is even bigger than the IRS scam. Wow. I thank you so much for telling us about this scam and how devious the scammers can be. And of course, if you're not forewarned, anyone could fall for them. They phony up phone numbers so it looks real. They have badge numbers. And most of us are not that suspicious, but unfortunately, we do need to be in this time. So true. All right. Thanks, Vicki, for another great episode of Scam Squad. We really appreciate you. And would you give people your phone number before you leave? So if they have a scam that they suspect or they're worried they've been scammed, they know how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. And just so you know, your listeners are calling in. So I am getting updates and reports on scams operating in our community. So here's the number, 805-568-2442. And I'll repeat that, 805-568-2442. Thanks, Vicki. Until next week, bye-bye now. Thank you, Patty. Bye. Stay tuned. The Young at Heart Radio Show is up next. You're listening to KTMS 990. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth? To be young at heart. Welcome to the Young at Heart Radio Show. I'm your host, Patty Teal. I'm just thrilled to be here today with Dr. Gloria Kay, who is an excellent healer. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you so much, Patty. You also are world-renowned and have the ability to heal people from all around the world. And it is a love of mine. I am absolutely in awe of the results. So sometimes with remote healing, the results come even more quickly and more profoundly than an in-person healing. And what I think happens is the light waves are sent to the individual and those waves affect the individual cellularly and that's why problems resolve. When someone tells me what their issues are, I don't need to see them. I'm able to tune into what the issue is. So I don't actually need to meet the person, but it's very easy for me to tune in. 
However, at this point in my career and in my life, I'm able to discriminate and I only uh, tune in when I'm really asked to, to help. So if someone wants help, I want permission. It's not like I'm healing the world, I'm here healing a very specific complaint. So I, recently I've turned this, uh, it's site specific. <laughs> so if you have a knee issue that's site specific, if you have a headache that's site specific, it's not healing the whole body, it's not sending good energy to the world, to the room, to your body, it's site specific. Mm -hmm. So I can see where the distress is, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's where I'm going to start. So very frequently, if there's dis distress on the left side, I'll go to the right side. And my explanation for that is there would be an over-energy on the right side and a deficit on the left side. So I try to balance that out. And I think that's why I've been so successful with pain management. I can't impress how quickly that once I'm tuning into something and send energy there, that the issues get resolved. And I still believe that the issues get resolved cellularly. There's not always a full resolution instantaneously, but the connection can be made instantaneously. So I'm going to let you introduce the client and I'm going to take myself away. All right, good. So I'm in New Jersey. He's about 120 miles away and you're in Arizona. We're all over the place. Okay, good enough. So, uh, client, tell me what your issues are. My name is Andrew. Thank you for inviting me today. I recently started walking again, and uh, remarkably, I'm able to do that without pain. Before coming to you, I would have chronic pain in my foot. I walk about three to four miles a day. Some of that walking is on a boardwalk. Some of that walking is on the beach on soft sand. I was favoring the sand as so to avoid any pain in, in my foot. Recently, I've been increasing the miles. You always have it lingering in the back of your head. I wonder if I'm going to start feeling that pain again. Well, my, my immediate response to what you're saying is that uh, you have an imbalance in your sacrum area. When you have foot pain or knee pain, I usually go to the back to see what's going on there. So you say it's your right side that you're feeling the pain on, right? So you're probably favoring the right side, putting more weight on your right foot than your left foot. Do you believe that's correct when you're walking? I mean, it could be I'm right-handed. I favor everything on my right, so that wouldn't be impossible. Okay. That being said, I'm going to work on the left side of your sacrum and try to help you gain some balance in your back. So just give me a moment. You probably will begin to feel something, or you may not. I usually can tell when the energy is being received. So again, give me a, a moment. I'm right on your SI joint on the left side, and I'm in there asking the body to balance. Okay. So yes, and your hips, your hips need to be aligned as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go from your SI joint to your hip as well. And I don't know if we'll be able to see the results of what I'm doing, but I can see that there are shifts going on in the sacrum and in your left hip. So let's just sit with that for a moment and let that energy tool around in there. All right, 
So I'm, for the moment, going to be complete with that area. Now I'm going to your right knee because what has happened is that there is an imbalance and that imbalance really extends to your right knee as well. Do you ever have right knee pain or no? Um, yeah, I used to. I mean, I'm walking now, but I'm walking because when I, when I was running, I would have pain in the knee. So I, I don't think you're far off. So would you say there's still a weakness in the right knee? I haven't been running for at least <laughs> uh, six months, and we had inclement weather, but I would tell you that if I start running again, I had planned to do it very slowly, so I wouldn't have pain in the knee. Okay. Well, in my opinion, from what I'm seeing, it's just coming from an imbalance. I don't no. think you have a knee injury. You don't have a hip problem, per se. Uh, it's just a question of imbalance. You can check this out. I should have had you do this before. But if you place your hands on your hip bones, you mm -hmm. can tell which hip bone is slightly forward. They're probably pretty balanced now. But if any of the listeners want to check out the hips and to, to figure out how to do that, the easiest thing to do, and I'm not asking you to do this, you can just place your hands on your hip bones. But if the listeners would like to check out the hip bones, just lie flat on your back, place your left hand on your left hip bone, your right hand on your right hip bone, and just see if there's a difference. And regardless of where the pain is, you're going to want to focus on the high side, nearly always the high side that you focus on. Well, I think we've corrected that pretty much. Let me go down to your feet. Yeah, I think we got it. Great. So let me just run a little energy through your body. Uh, you can close your eyes for a moment. I'm going to start at the solar plexus. So I'm using the chakra model, um, the heart chakra or the thymus, the thyroid, pituitary, there you go. Oh, this is nice. So we started at the solar plexus. Let me just run that one more time. I do feel an energy happening. I don't know if it's manifesting because of what you're doing, but it, it feels, you know, almost like a, I'm sitting in the sun. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. All right. One more little thing. I'm going to go back to the SI joint and make sure that looks good. So now I'm doing the SI joint on the right side and the left side, just to make sure that's balanced out. Now, before we leave each other, I want to do the backs of your knees. That is an area that is so overlooked, but really quite critical. The backs of my knees. Okay. The backs of your knees, right. You keep your eyes closed. You're, I'm just running energy. And now down to your feet. All right. Well, hopefully we've corrected your issue. It is interesting to be speaking with you and then feeling a different kind of energy flowing through me as we're speaking. It's kind of neat. Okay. Is there any other comment you'd want to make? Um, no. I mean, that was relatively quick. And yeah, it's very quick. It's very quick. I, I'll, I'll tell you um, that we, we have a geriatric uh, dog, and he's having a lot of problems uh, with his hindquarters. Um, this has kind of come on in the last few months. And before this, he had some seizures, 
So I don't know if it's related to that or if um, he's just uh, if he's just uh, getting old. But he he is in pain. Last night um, I had to you know sit with him because every time I gave him a little baby aspirin and I gave him a little hemp oil, which I was told is really good for dogs, and it seemed to help. Um, well, and I, I I was. Uh, it's um, you know kind of seeking your your advice if you can fix my foot I'm sure you can fix my so let me ask you this how severe were the seizures and how frequently did they occur yeah so I I would describe them as uh, mild because he would um, there it wouldn't go on for a long period of time but it was obvious he was having them he would one time he was standing in place and literally uh, shaking, and then another time it happened when he was in his bed, and uh, you know he was kind of convulsing. Did he have any medication? Did he have it, or did I give it to him after this happened? After this happened. Yes. Yeah, so after it, it happened, uh, the vet prescribed uh, what's an inflammatory uh, to relieve some of the pain. That uh, wait a minute. I'm nothing sorry. Nothing. There wasn't anything. In particular, with the seizures, um, they at, at at the at the time they examined him, there were no signs that he had had the seizures. But I had mentioned uh, that you know I was concerned because he had become uh, much more inactive, and they thought that there could be some other things going on. Okay, so we don't know if there's a relationship. Okay, I'm uh, ready to. And, they, and and to tell you the truth, the vet didn't know. Okay. Just, just that uh, it was he. That's the that's the funny, uh, not funny, but that's the strange thing about a dog that has a seizure like that, and unless they're having it right at that moment, they can't really comment on it. But uh, yeah, so, we need to start working on the dog. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, I'm not sure want- how we're going to do that because I'm on webcam, but. Um, do you want- Use my psychic eye to work on your dog. Uh, no, whatever you want to do. I mean, I I can I can maybe use my phone. To no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. You mean to see changes? Yes, that's what I was thinking. He's in my house, but I'm in my office, and I'd have to, uh, you know, go to another floor to uh, to get to him. Well, I don't think we're going to see very much, but I'll tell you what I will be doing. Sure. So I didn't have, so the information about the seizures is interesting. Yes, it can be connected to what's going on now. Mm -hmm. And also, you happen to know the name of the medication that he was taking for the inflammation. Not offhand, no. So he was treated for inflammation, not for seizures, pharmaceutically. Well, um pharmaceutically yes they said that to keep an eye on him and if if he had the seizures again to you know take him back and and he hasn't had them since so okay so what i'm going to do i'm going to go to the area uh, uh i'm going to go to his head and i'm going to be on the area that connects his head to his body so kind of like the back of his neck. So that's where I'm going to start. What is your dog's name? Buddy. <laughs> okay. 
So I'm in there now. So this is good. So, you know, if it is a neurological thing, then what I'm doing now perhaps will help. Still in there. This is quite interesting. Now I'm going into his mouth. This is really quite interesting. Can you do something about his dog breath or? <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. No, I, I don't do dog breath <laughs> or human breath, sorry. <laughs> but let me get in there. Yeah, this is quite interesting. So if there is a neurological thing, what I'm doing now should or will hopefully affect him positively. Okay. And are you saying there's hip dysplasia or just difficulty getting around? Oh, there's definitely something going on with his hip. Uh, this morning, he tried to get up on his own, and he just fell flat like a pancake. And, uh, so when he tries to do this, I hope he's not doing it on uh, a slippery surface because it will be easier if he's on carpet. Right. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of carpet where where he likes to hang out but um just i was actually going to get some traction duties for him if you're familiar with those uh to give him a little traction when he's uh, walking on the hardwood well once he's up is he okay yeah i mean this morning he was not very he could not get up without assistance but as the day progressed uh he was fine he was walking. Oh, he was. So. All right, let me just do a little bit on the hips. But that neurological stuff is was really quite interesting because I definitely was in there. And hopefully you'll see a more lively dog, mm -hmm. happier dog. So I'm working on the hind end now. Whoa, okay, I'm really in there. So this is what happens to me when I'm really in there. It's almost as if I'm there's a laser beam going right to his hindquarters, hmm. both of them. So it's like a laser beam, and then the energy radiates from where I'm actually focusing. Well, I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so... Well, I don't hear any yelping uh, below, so... So that's a good sign. Uh, yeah. All right, I think we're complete. I want to thank you. Oh, you're very and welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thanks right. to both of you. Thanks, Gloria. Thanks, Andrew. And that well, gave people a pretty good idea of what a session with you would be like, especially long distance. Right. And, oh, yeah. and don't hesitate to contact me if you need more information or you're interested in a session. I'm happy to, to explore the possibilities with you um, and to let you know what I'm seeing. Well, I'm going to give you my telephone number. However, I have a very extensive website, and you can contact me through that. But my telephone number is 805-701-0363. I'm going to repeat that. 805-701-0363. And that's all on my website as well. My website is my name, Dr. Gloria, K-A-Y-E, and the doctor is D-R. No periods. Thank you so much, Dr. Gloria Kay. All right. Great to talk to you. Bye-bye, and thanks again for being the guest today. Thank you. Bye.
Bye. Dr. K is also the author of the book, Healing Hands, Healing Heart, which is a bestseller. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart?